0: The highest binge I've ever documented was in like, maybe three quarters of a day was about 16,000 calories.
1: Wow.
2: Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us your story and we'll get back to you. Today,
1: we are speaking with a woman who experiences binge eating at the most extreme level. This is to the point that no doctor, therapist, or medical professional has been able to help her or figure out why she isn't able to stop eating and gaining weight. And on top of that, she was a personal trainer at a gym before she started binge eating. So she's here today to talk openly and honestly about her journey and her struggle with this disorder. So first of all, thank you so much for reaching out to us and coming on the show today.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me today.
1: Yeah, of course. So as I mentioned in the intro, you told us in the email that you worked as a personal trainer at a gym, that you were fit, that you know more about nutrition, weight training and cardio than the average person. So to start, can you talk a bit about that period of your life to help sort of paint the picture of the lifestyle that you lived prior to your struggle with binge eating?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Actually, that was the happiest time (laughs) of my life. Um, So I worked as a trainer at a commercial gym for, I think it was four years. I looked fantastic. I had one of those Instagram fitness model kind of bodies. Like I looked amazing. I ate. um, I tracked my calories, my macros, um, everything. I ate every day. I worked out like four to five times a week. Got my cardio in, etc. I had a lot of clients looking up to me. Um, I helped a lot of clients lose weight, even clients who have binge eating disorder. Um, so I, I that was really the best job I ever had, and it was a lot of fun. And I thought that was my, <laughs> my thing, my passion. And um, yeah, now I ended up here, <laughs> gating from that. I have now gained about 50 kilos, which I think is about a hundred pounds.
2: Wow. So uh, how, and what was the amount of time again? Uh, Since
0: COVID hit, because when COVID hit, our gym had to close down because, um, yeah, for obvious reasons. And that kind of took away my whole life's um, meaning. (laughs) I was, yeah, I, yeah, it just went downhill from there.
2: So what was kind of the reason why, you know, when gyms started to open up and everything like it, you know, you, you felt like you couldn't get back into that routine?
0: It at that point, it had became such a habit. Um, it's crazy how, how quickly habits form. And also at that point, I had already gained some weight. And because I was so obsessed with the way I look at my body, um, I was ashamed to go back to the gym that I worked at. I didn't want anyone to see even the small amount of weight I gained back then.
1: So can you also, I guess, just give us a definition of what binge eating is? And during this time, COVID hits, gyms close down. When did you start to realize that you were forming this habit of binge eating?
0: Mm -hmm. Gladly. So um, I want to make a big um, differentiation between binge eating and overeating. So every normal person who has not had or doesn't have an eating disorder, etc., has Overeat at some point right so if your grandma made you your favorite lasagna and you ate another portion because it tastes so good even though you're full that's just overeating every once in a while that's completely normal in a normal diet that is um, not binge eating binge eating for some is um, eating so much that that you are physically hurting that you can't even move some people will go so far as just eat dry oats because it's not about the taste it's just about consuming as much food as quickly as possible um in in Germany we have um, a word it's called Heißhunger which I find really really fitting so um translated it's called hot hunger and for me personally when I get a A craving a binge craving it's like this heat that spreads from my chest into my entire body and it won't stop until i fulfill that need to binge eat and it's it's crazy how physical it gets so the definition of binge eating is just eating ridiculously large amounts of food in a very short time frame
2: yeah okay and and how much like you know, uh, what's like a ridiculous amount? Like, do you measure that in calories or just like the amount of like full meals you're having a day?
0: Well, it can be, um, volume wise. So I know some people who have dealt or are dealing with binge eating and they are trying to get over it by just binging on like low calorie, high volume foods, like multiple heads of broccoli. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it can also just be calorie wise. Like for me, an example, um, the highest binge I ever documented, that doesn't mean it's the highest binge I ever had <laughs> because I tend to not document them because yeah, it's not a great feeling. But the highest binge I've ever documented was in like half a day, maybe three quarters of a day was about 16,000 calories. Wow.
2: 16,000, what did you eat to reach 16,000?
0: Yeah, a lot of junk food. Like it is insane. It's insane how much food I am able to eat if I want to. (laughs) And after that, I was in so much physical pain. I, I could barely breathe because my stomach was so full. You know, it was it was incredible.
1: Yeah, I imagine it's truly is painful after the fact, which I guess just kind of speaks to that compulsion where the result and outcome isn't a pleasurable feeling, but it's just the act of doing it that I guess gives you that pleasure in the moment.
0: yeah. And as I said, for me personally, again, I don't want to speak for everyone who has this issue because I know, as I said, I personally am an extreme um, an extreme binge eater and, and my background is a bit different than a lot of others. But um, for me personally, it's I don't emotional binge, which a lot of people do. So instead of having a glass of wine when you're really happy or really sad, etc., some people binge eat. Um, which I don't do. For me, it, it doesn't matter what mood I am. It's very much a habit that I've built up that I have not been able to get away from.
1: Okay. What What's interesting, you know, you use the word habit. It's just such a stark difference from the lifestyle that you were living. And, you know, kind of understanding that gym culture, that workout routine, that's all based on habit, essentially, to get to that point. So, do you remember the point that, you know, you kind of traded one habit for the other? Like, what is that sort of transition period? Because, it, you know, as someone who is slightly obsessed with working out and going to the gym, um, like a lot of people are, it's it's just hard to imagine. Like, where does that change happen where you go from working out five to six times a week to being able to eat 16,000 calories in a day?
0: Mm-hmm. So um, one thing I do want to say is that I still work out um, at least three times a week. I still get my 10K steps a day. Um, I'm going to say at least 70% of the week I eat in a, um, in a healthy way within my calories. So it's not that I completely lost uh, the healthy habits. It's just I gained a really bad new one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that's because when, when COVID hit, I just moved back to Germany from, um, studying abroad and I had no one here. I had, I only had the gym and my colleagues. And when that closed down, I was all alone in an apartment, no family, no friends. Um, yeah, I just got into a really depressive cycle and started eating like shit. A lot of it.
2: (laughs) Hmm. And how do you kind of you know, combat that? I mean, the fact that you are so like self-aware about it, like how, how are you kind of, you know, trying to fight against this feeling that almost feels like, you know, it's kind of like over, overbearing?
0: That's a good question. <laughs> um, as I stated in my email, I have tried many things. So I've been to different therapists. I've tried different kinds of therapies. I've been on different kinds of medication. Um, I even was in a psych ward in an eating disorder psych ward and so far nothing has helped. So right now I don't have an answer for that (laughs) sadly.
2: Well, yeah, I I guess just, you know, I guess my question you kind of answered, it was just kind of like, what, what steps did you kind of take along the way to try and fight against this. And I guess at this moment, you know, based upon what you just said, it just kind of feels like you're sort of, you know, you don't know how to kind of fix it or go about it.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. So most people who suffer from eating disorders, generally the, the highest percentage of those people are binge eaters. So binge eating is, um, crazy, it has sadly a lot of people have been eating like a crazy amount um but yet here in Germany, it isn't really seen as an eating disorder yet. There aren't really treatments and it's not being taken so seriously, so there isn't that much information to go to go off on <clears throat> so what I did um was look into um Instagram because. Obviously there are a lot of, um, people there who talk about eating disorders and there are a lot of people who talk about binge eating and how they got out of it. Ironically, a lot of them used to be, um, avid gym goers, like gym girlies, uh, like I was hmm. and that, I don't know. I don't know why, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they give recommendations. They tell hmm. people what helped them. It's, um, for example, stop tracking calories, eat whatever you want. Um, all that jazz but uh yeah that hasn't worked for me either so i i'm trying to find people who have experience and also go the medical route but so far nothing has helped and yeah
1: do you think that that gym workout culture contributed to this at all? Because that's interesting that you say so many people that you found in your position lived a similar lifestyle. And I know that general idea of things like extreme dieting can have negative effects and I guess potentially spill over into eating disorders. Is, do, you, do you believe that there's a thread between the two? 100%.
0: Um, for me at least I'm I'm not like I am very pro-gym I I love going to gym I love working out I I think everyone should do it but um, the level of obsessiveness that some people get like me um, that was my whole day uh, revolved around going to the gym working out having that six-pack having a great butt etc right so um, when you get so obsessive with it that after a few bad weeks, you gain a few pounds and you, you can't go back to gym because you feel so awful about yourself. That's not healthy. And the way that I see myself and my body right now is with such unbelievable disgust. Like I cannot look in the mirror. I It's, it's really bad. I really hate myself. And I think that comes from the mentality of... um working at a gym and knowing what I looked like and what I should look like. And yeah, I I do believe that it can be very toxic. Yeah. Yeah,
2: It almost seems like it's, you know, like Greg said, directly sort of contributing to, uh, you know, things like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you, do you have like, where are you at kind of in this journey? Like as far as, uh, you know, this whole thing, like, do you have sort of, are you optimistic about the future? Do you think that, you know, you're just going to put your head down and sort of work towards this every day and hopefully, you know, things will change?
0: That's, that's a difficult question because I, I have a pretty good life. You know, I have a, I have a good job. I have, a great apartment, dog, family, et cetera. And the only thing that is making me unhappy on a daily basis is this illness. And at this point, I'm just, I don't know what more to do because if a psych ward kicks you out because they can't help you anymore, I, its it feels really hopeless. And being this fat is such an awful feeling. Like just, just that in and of itself is... Horrible. the The day to day happenings of having to carry a fat body around, a, an obese body around, I might add, is is for most people that would be enough to want to lose weight. But yeah, I don't know. the The, the eating disorder <laughs> is stronger than me, I guess.
1: It's that's an interesting point to bring up because in a way you've lived life in two very different body types, and I imagine that the experiences are very different. I guess, how has going from fit to obese, you know, changed your perspective in any way?
0: Um, Hmm. So honestly, I've had multiple eating disorders. I've had anorexia, orthorexia, um, bulimia, and binge eating. And of all of them, I would say binge eating is the worst just alone because of how society treats me right? So when I go into the city and some random stranger starts mooing at me because I'm as fat as a cow, um, that's not fun. (laughs) Um, and the day to day societal views on, on obese people is really, it's really hard and it does not help in my weight loss journey, if I may say so. Um, and just like, I, 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 Go for two-hour walks with my dog every day, and it's ridiculous how sweaty I am. I'm. It's. It's the small things. Like I, I sweat, I, I sweat like a motherfucker if I'm allowed to swear. Um, and it's. It's the small things that I never that I didn't experience before when I was fit. I never had to think twice about people looking at me in a dis, in a disgusted way in a in a negative light. So most of it is 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 bad because of how society treats you I have yeah. to say
2: and you know I do you think that that could be because like there's not enough sort of awareness or education around this being an actual sort of illness because I think that a lot of people are probably just thinking like oh you've just made choices and have gotten yourself here and you just continue to indulge in whatever just kind of completely dismissing the fact that there is a an actual illness attached to this thing, which, you know, what you said, a lot of people sort of suffer from. So, I mean, do you think it's just like a lack of education or just like a lack of empathy from people?
0: Um, Hmm. That's a good question. So I do think that, um, not enough people know about binge eating or not, don't take it serious. So I, I'm very open with my binge eating disorder, right? So I tell, um, anyone who asks honestly um, about it because I just think it's a topic that needs to be discussed more and a lot of the times it's crazy to the, the reactions you get it's just the reaction just eatless you know that's a reaction you get because people can't wrap their mind around that there are other eating disorders than um, anorexia and bulimia there are eating disorders that make you overweight and that to them is so disgusting because Fat and obese bodies are just, yeah, (laughs) not accepted by society. And this is not me plugging um, for obesity to be normalized, right? So as I said in the email, um, I am against the body positivity side of glorifying obesity. Obesity is not healthy, and I'm not trying to normalize it, but I do think we need to be treated like people you know, <laughs> that'd be nice.
2: Yeah, of course. Especially because, I mean, there are some people that, you know, who do disregard their health and just eat whatever they want. They just don't really think about that. But there is a, you know, a portion of society that is dealing with various different, uh, illnesses, whether they are physical or mental. And that's why that's, what's contributing to their obesity. So you never really know, but it, you know, for society, it's easier to just be like, Oh, that person got them there and you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's, not exclusive to this either you know like even you know a lot of the country deals with anxiety and depression well our country um deals with anxiety and depression and uh you know people who don't deal with those things it's kind of like well what what do you have to worry about your life's great you don't have to be anxious it's like that's like their answer you know so i i think it is like just like a lack of education and you know you know, I, we appreciate you coming on the show and, and even talking about this because maybe this is something that someone who's listening never even heard of and now they have a different perspective of like, no, there is an actual illness attached to this thing. So when you're making judgments about people that you can just see and not talk to, you know, you might want to second guess doing that because there may be a little more to, you know, the situation. And after talking to you, obviously you're just like, you know, I, I don't want to be this way and I'm trying and you know, uh, but I'm suffering from this thing. Um, and, and you did say, uh, you know, in your email and also on the podcast that you dealt with various different eating disorders, um, has this kind of been a constant, uh, in your life or was there a point, um, where these things started happening?
0: Um, yeah. So basically all my life, I've definitely had disordered eating habits. And I think when I was God, 17, I actually, um, had an eating disorder i started with anorexia um so i'm just i'm just gonna go over it very quickly because it's a bit boring (laughs) but um when i was uh up until i was 17 i was a hefty a a hefty child let's put it that way i was bigger um, i wasn't obese but i was fat um and then i was my, my family told me to get a, um, an operation. What are they called in English? Um, a weight loss operation, basically.
1: Is it liposuction?
0: Uh, no. So um, it's like a balloon that goes into your stomach so nope. that less uh, food can go into your stomach. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work <laughs> because I didn't know anything about nutrition. So I still ate bad, just l- less volume, but still the same amount of calories. And when that didn't work, I realized, hey, if I just eat almost no calories, that'll work. Which um, led to anorexia pretty quickly. Um I'm not going to name the amount of calories I ate in a day just because I don't want anyone to get a wrong idea, but it was not sustainable for even a small dog in a day. Um, Yeah. So that escalated pretty quickly and I lost a lot of weight. So nobody actually knew I had anorexia because when a fat person loses weight, you just congratulate them, right? You don't, Hmm. you don't ask if, there's maybe an illness um after that I developed um orthorexia which is basically just eating quote-unquote healthy foods so it had to be clean it couldn't have more than three ingredients um it had to be raw (laughs) so very limited um after that I I started having binge cravings because I was restricting myself so badly that I I couldn't take it anymore. And that's when I started having some binges, which I then um, purged with working out. So that's when I um, started having bulimia. So instead of, um, making myself throw up, I just <laughs> worked out until I, I, I couldn't anymore until I was half dead, <laughs> um, to burn the calories that I had eaten in a binge beforehand. And yeah, now it's just binge eating.
2: And, uh, you know, uh, have you like been to the doctor? Are there actual like serious health ramifications that you're kind of suffering from because of this illness?
0: Um, At the moment, since I am quite active and I do eat, I'm going to say healthily most of the time, um, I don't have any health issues yet. Um, I do have... Issues, um, for example, my feet hurt when I walk for long. Right, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's so stupid. I'm, I get so angry at myself every time my, my stupid feet hurt after walking for just two hours. Um, or um, I get headaches when I don't eat sugar for a while because I have formed such such a dependency on sugar. Um, So it's it's small things that would go away quickly when I lose the weight, but my blood sugar level level is still okay um, because I do keep active and I try to eat nutritionally well (laughs) most of the time. But if I continue this way, right, if I keep gaining weight, I (laughs) I will do things to my body that can never be undone. I will never be healthy again. And that at my age, 26 is really, really scary that in two years, I could be immobile.
1: Wow. Well, we really hope that you don't give up on this journey. Uh, we can, you know, understand how frustrating it is, because you haven't given up to this point And you've tried so many different things. And uh, I'm sure it's tough not being able to get answers or get help. But you know, we obviously hope that you stick with this. And in your email, there's a really powerful line you wrote, long story short, my one goal in life at the moment is to lose weight and my own stupid brain won't let me. And I think that really does sum it up because it, again, like Joe said before, just the self-awareness that you have, the desire that you have to lose this weight, to be healthy, but just that inability to do it because of this disorder is really powerful. And I think really we'll give a lot of people listening and watching, you know, perspective uh, on this disorder. And like we mentioned before, you know, just it's it's easy to see someone who might be overweight, obese, and just think, well, they gave up a long time ago. They don't care about their bodies, but this perspective makes us realize that's not always gonna be the case. And people are really struggling uh, with things like binge eating. So we just really appreciate the honesty Uh, like I said, up top, just, you know, reaching out to us to share this story and uh, just talk about this disorder because you feel like it's not, you know, understood and and talked about enough. Uh, We, you know, really, really thank you for doing that.
0: Well, uh, thank you for having me and uh, listening to me. And if I may plug something here, it's not, it's not me.
1: (laughs) No, absolutely. Plug whatever, plug anything. Yeah.
0: For anyone out there who who does not have a history with um, eating disorders, but wants to lose health in a new uh, lose health, sorry, lose weight in a neutral and healthy way, right? No, no fad diets, no, yeah, no guilt tripping or whatever. There is a group on Facebook called um, "Lose Weight Eat Pizza." It sounds weird. But they are an amazing community that are very um, back to the roots of the of just a math of how to lose weight, what to do, how to eat enough to sustainably do this, to eat what you enjoy, not restrict yourself. Right. So if 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 anyone needs some place to like actually find good information that won't fuck you up. Um, check that group out. It's it's not mine, sadly. I wish I had the idea, but it's it's a fantastic community.
2: Amazing. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on and, and uh, you know, kind of shedding light on this because like I was saying earlier, I think that a lot of people are sort of uneducated about this and it's easier to make assumptions about people instead of, you know, considering that there might be something else, you know, going on with a person. So it's never like, the right thing to just judge without knowing the full story. And, um, you know, I think that a lot of people sort of deal with this sort of thing and, uh, yeah, I mean, it it just, you know, you being on the podcast, I think contributes to the awareness of it and that can only have positive changes, uh, in our society. So we appreciate you coming on.
0: And I appreciate you having me. Thank you guys so much.
1: (laughs) Thank you. No, Of course. And good luck with everything. And thank you. (laughs) <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks. Have a lovely rest of your day. All you right. too. You too. Bye.
1: Bye.
2: All right. Before we get to our final thoughts, we do have a sponsor for today, which is Vessi. Vessi makes a shoe called the Cloudburst. That is the best shoe maybe to have ever. All the features of a rubber winter boot right into a sneaker. I don't know how they do it. It is a hundred percent waterproof, not water resistant waterproof. So they're waterproof and they're warm and they're kind of stylish. Okay. And honestly, it's not just good for the winter. It's good in the winter, obviously, but you never know when it's going to rain. And then you have shoes that are just like wet and they're like not comfortable. These shoes, any weather you can be prepared, you will be totally fine. There's an extra lining for extra warmth as well. So you're good in any conditions. They're made with a material called Dymatex, which is going to keep your foot warm in the winter, but also cooler in the summer months. So it's a dynamic shoe. Go get yourself a pair at Vessi.com slash OPL and that will get you 15% off your entire order plus free shipping. Okay, that is Vessi.com slash OPL and you will get 15% off your entire order. Definitely go get a pair of these folks. You're gonna wanna get them. That is a very scary thing to kind of deal with you know when you really consider like when you compare it to something like addiction almost you know like which it feels like similar in in a certain ways um where it just kind of feels like it's you know i don't want to do this i feels like i have to my brain is telling my body's telling me that i have to keep doing this or whatever and it's only damaging and i know how damaging it is and when she was talking about it, in two years i could be immobile you know mm-hmm. like that's that's terrifying to feel like I'm, I'm losing to this thing and no one can help me. And I'm slowly just like doing it to myself. Like that's, that's wild. Yeah. Hearing that almost made me feel
1: like claustrophobic in a weird way, because it's almost like she's trapped in her own body, in her own mind. And, yeah, it's just really scary the, to have that type of self-awareness and that desire to want to lose weight. Like this is my goal. I'm going to put all of my energy and effort to accomplish this thing. And I can't, like, I just can't, because no matter what I do, I'm going to have a 16,000 calorie day, or I'm just, I, I cannot control this compulsion. So yeah, really scary to hear, but, you know, really insightful, um, you know, to hear about her journey too. And it's, awesome, honestly, that she's, you know, using this experience, which is clearly such a struggle for her to, you know, still think about others and share this story and get the word out on binge eating. So, you know, really commend her for that.
2: Yeah, especially something that, you know, uh, pretty prevalent, you know, like, I wonder, like, our country has a very, high obese rate compared to the rest of the world. And I wonder how many of those are sort of dealing with something like this. Like, I'm sure there is a a percentage of people that are just, you know, like I said, don't really care about their health or, you know, their body image or whatever it is. And, you know, that's the case. But a lot of people, they don't want that. And they're just suffering from something. Uh, So just more awareness about that, I think, is like helpful and not just looking at people who are overweight and going like you're lazy or you're fucking whatever, irresponsible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we appreciate her coming on and talking to us about this. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're out there and you want to be on our show, uh, definitely hit us up. Our email is OPL at gmail.com. Send us your story and uh, we will get back to you.
1: Yeah, if it's a fit, we'll reach out. So send away. There's no harm in sending an email. And follow us on Instagram, TikTok, at OPL Podcast. Uh, you could head over to patreon.com slash OPL Show. And uh, as you know, we use that money to make frequent donations throughout the year. So if you want to be part of that and help out, then uh, head over to Patreon. And that is all for this week.
2: Yep. See you guys next time.